Hello everyone, this is Nuri and you are listening to Ivory Podcast. Welcome! Here we're going to talk about art, artist life, chit-chat, artist hacks, the event and gallery shows that are happening. I'm going to tell you about the uh, places you can display your art, you can go and visit and buy your art supplies and a lot more. I'm going to invite a few friends as well, a few artist friends who can come here and share their experiences and their stories with you and you can gain some experience maybe from their experience did that make any sense uh, it well so today's topic of discussion i'm sorry about my voice i'm i'm having a little bit of flu but i got to make this podcast today so <laughs> today's topic of discussion is what is art for like what is the purpose of art you know about you know about a lot of things and what they do let's say shampoo is for washing your hair the chair is for sitting the bed is for sleeping the road is for the the, the road is for taking you from one place to another place but what is art for what is the purpose of art now when i say art your mind directly goes to something creative you've seen on social media or the or the framed artwork on your office wall but art is much more than that my friend art is music and movies and poetry and poetry and architecture and art of cooking and any unique skill like anything that expresses human uh, human nature or human expression <laughs> let's say if uh, if your friend gave you a crochet bracelet knitted with their hand on farewell that is art so i'm going to divide it into two categories the one person who's expressing themselves and the second person who's receiving the expression so let's go back in time back 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 in time when it was really hard for a human being to it was a struggle to get basic necessities water food shelter security and stuff like that so back in that time the only pleasure for them was art it was music they used to create it was the food they used to cook it was the unique skill of skill of uh, carvings on the cave wall for human being it started from there it's in human nature to express themselves so that's what we did we start expressing our love and sorrow and um happiness and sadness and whatever we were feeling in that moment through art either it's it could be anything it could be uh creating musical instrument it could be the craftsmanship of weapons it could be the food that women cook to show their men that they're very happy with them the way they're providing them security and uh a household whatever we did to express ourselves toward a society or another human being or even to ourselves like okay i'm happy with myself i'm going to make a jewelry for myself i'm talking about back in times that is that was and that is an art now art was not only restricted to one person sometimes if there are like two tribes they used to give each other things like uniquely crafted uh, armors and suits and utensils and uh, jewelry and um, sometimes just like things they used to give each other like like a friendly trade to show that okay we're friends to to make the bonds much more stronger and it's it's been going on since that time so in much more civilized time people start feeling more so they start s- expressing more 
like if we talk about 16th century 15th century or if we talk about even 17th century the artists started putting much more than only happiness and sadness and gratitude and friendship they started uh, showing uh, the the faces of society they started talking about poverty and uh, cultural differences and much more than that so for here i'm going to talk specifically about paintings and about the painters in in that time people used to travel from one place to another place and wherever they used to go they start painting the the new scenery the landscape and when they used to come back they they would give each other the painting the the scenes they've seen whatever they felt in the moment when they were traveling way far from from their own town and it was the time when art was being used as an education and it was it was just like a revolution afterwards comes people who would use art as an education as well like uh, human anatomy and they would use it as to sh- to show each other their cultures like one person would go to another person and give them the portrait of their uh, their town or let's say their society and they would show them okay this is what we wear in my region and this is what we do and the paintings would actually uh, show them what they eat like that th- th- this was the time when actually still life and a lot of um, self portraits and portraits of families and you know what i'm talking about right if you don't know then this podcast is going to be a lot it it's not going to make any sense <laughs> okay that was just me being over excited so basically what used to happen in 15 and before even even that time i'm talking about victorian era and before that if i live in greece and if i'm traveling to somewhere in middle east and if if i live in asia and i'm going to somewhere in europe i would i would take art with me to another region and show them what how we live does that make any sense now I hope it does but art was like being used as a as a tool of awareness as a as education purpose as the cultural um just for awareness okay now let's talk about the second category which is the person who's receiving the expression so anything that makes you something is an art wow that that sound it's okay Well, let me explain so if you if you're sitting somewhere and you're listening to music and that's making you happy or sad or motivated and if you watched a movie and that made you felt something or if you're in uh, like if i talk about ancient times again so if there is a stand up comedian cracking jokes and that make that makes you laugh that is an art that isn't that that is a skill and that is a point where people started promoting art they started buying art they started paying for it i mean they wanted to feel things and even now we want to feel things when we buy something when we when we buy a piece of artwork when we want to own an artwork when we want to create an artwork we want to feel this is the purpose of art basically art is expression it's about it's and it's not only about emotions it can be about writing down and and preserving their adventures and demonstrating the new discoveries or 
um, giving each other the aesthetic of life. It's a blessing. It's a way to make you feel alive, to make you uh, feel more human, to make you feel everything that is going around you. And now in modern age, in the age of science and in the age of uh, technology, it gives us motivation and inspiration. And sometimes, if nothing, it just gives us the closure that another human being is feeling somewhere something the same. So today, if you see something on social media, you should just know that there's a person who's trying to express themselves. So appreciate it, adore it, respect art, because this is how we are what we are. It is one of those things that make us superior from animals. And because, see, a cat cannot draw. It can eat and sleep and mate, but it cannot do art. Maybe parrots can, they can make music, right? Never mind. Okay, I'm just gonna go now. <laughs> and I'm going to see you in my, not see you, I'm gonna be here in my next pod- podcast with a person that you're gonna really like and you're gonna love her stories. So, inshallah, we'll see you soon. Take care of yourself. If you didn't understand anything, you can give me a direct message. And if you were irritated by my flu, please let me know. And I'm going to get well and then make my podcast again. Take care of yourself. Have a, okay. 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 <laughs> Have a happy weekend. Bye. Hello, everyone. It's Nuri. Thank you very much for listening to Ivory Podcast. Like promised, I'm bringing you all the updates of art scene in Dubai. I'm really, really sorry about my voice. This was the reason of delay of this episode. Firstly, I'm going to tell you about the fashion illustration and exhibition, fashion illustration exhibition in the way that is happening. It's an open open call for all the artists and designers to send their two samples of fashion illustration with their profile and contact details. The address that you're supposed to send your work to is basically at.com. And the last submission date is 15 September. Now, let's uh, say welcome to Mr. Yasser Afat, and he is an incredible, incredible, incredible calligraphy artist. He does amazing, amazing work with his pen. He is one of my favorite calligraphy persons. And let's just let's just say welcome to Mr. Magic Penman here. Hi, Yasser. Hello, Nuri. How are you doing? What's up? Alhamdulillah, I'm so fine. How's the weather? Yeah, it's really warm and cold at the same time, so it's autumn now so it's really good and okay. thank you thank you so much for the wonderful introduction i don't deserve that though <laughs> it, it's it's very bad because i'm having like such a bad weather conditions right now and my voice is so bad so i'm not in my regular energetic self but i'm so excited to to have here this interview with you to have you in this episode so tell us about yourself tell us your backstory and how did everything started for you Oh, well, yeah. So my name is Yasser Muhammad. My original name is Yasser Muhammad, but my pen name is Yasser Arafat, as you introduced me. I was born and brought up in Hyderabad, which is in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did my schooling and uh, my education. Like I did my bachelor's in electronics and communication, everything in Hyderabad. And then I decided to pursue master's in Germany. So right now I'm pursuing master's in digital engineering from 
a university called uh, Otto von Goethe University in Magdeburg, Germany. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's Good. my educational background, which is my like busy schedule all the time. I will be doing all those things, but in my free time, I like the night time. I do calligraphy most of the time. Okay. So, uh, tell us this: that how did you how did you have this biggest um, how did you maintain all of the everyday Instagram content work and how you produce such fresh content every day with such busy schedule and how do you manage all of this? Well, uh, it's uh, like it has to do with uh, your will to do something. Like one, there is a quote called "one for the kitchen and one for the soul." So <laughs> my master is for like my uh, kitchen and one which I do it for like for my piece of my soul like which I really like doing it has nothing to do with materialistic thing I just like doing it and I'm just good at it so I just enjoy doing it and when I'm okay. on Instagram and when people appreciate the work and uh, that's they more do. motivating I also have like very good uh, following base and he have like very much uh how do you say it like in instagram language you have a following of people who are actually there like they're not fake followers they're, they're exactly to get themselves involved in the in his instagram so who were your biggest influences when you started uh when i actually started two years back on instagram when i started actually on instagram i did not know anything about calligraphy People really? usually people usually start callig- like they learn calligraphy and then they start the Instagram journey. But I did the opposite way. I started on Instagram. I just know how to write nicely. My cursive handwriting was good, but I did not know anything about calligraphy. But I saw so many people doing it on Instagram, and then I was like, I could also learn. It's not uh, because I had this inspiration from my grandfather and also from other people who used to do Urdu calligraphy when I was a child, Urdu and Arabic calligraphy. So I had this influence when I was a child, but I did not really give it a try until like one year back when I started on Instagram actually. So, and when I joined Instagram, I saw many people doing it and I saw some people from US mostly. Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. know, Sue and uh, Sue from Olive calligraphy and uh, uh, being Baksa, these people were like really, really good. So I contacted them asking like these days people don't want to uh, like there is everything available online. You can learn everything. Exactly. So that's what I did. I just wrote them and I asked them like, I'm interested in learning this thing. Please help me. And they were like generous enough to just guide me. They did not teach me, but they were like, you need to get this. You need to have this thing. You need to get the basics done. You need to have your um, basics on point to uh, create more complex and more um, new work. So I just followed the instruction and I bought books. I read so many books. I watched so many videos online. YouTube is the YouTube is the best resource. Hard work there to achieve all of this, right? Exactly, exactly. You need to put in a lot of time. Like, I think anything in life worth doing will take a lot of time. It's not going to come. Patient and time, yes. So one question that everyone wants to know, that what are your essentials? Like, what are the things that uh, 
a beginner calligraphy artist need to have to start on like on a basic level on a basic level to be honest you just need a pencil and a paper if you want to do calligraphy really if like a to, pencil like a pencil like 5b or 5b like a thick pencil and a paper a good paper that's it because But i'm that, yeah that's for yeah that's for like beginners when you want to because calligraphy is all about precision structure you need to first understand the structure of the letters and then you can build on that later you know like you can have your own variations of the same letter but you need to first understand the basic rules which are there like for example there are so many styles of calligraphy and then okay. when you start reading you first need to read also about calligraphy you know you need to understand the history you need to understand um what Definitely. was the exactly what was the reason behind this style why did they come up with this style why is it called this and then you when you understand these things it becomes easy to imitate the basic forms basic strokes and then you can add your creativity on top of it without basic you got your basics down you cannot do anything i see most of the people try to just write without understanding the basics but that's not going to let go far mm-hmm. you know so you're saying for practicing like in fine arts you need to be very good with your pencil drawings and then you can start on with your oil paintings and furthermore so you're saying that we need to be practicing our a b c d and alphabets first and we need to learn our script first exactly. so tell me, thing, tell me one thing what is the intermediate uh, artist essentials like calligraphy artist essentials well after you are uh, perfect and confident with your basics the next thing you definitely need to have is your oblique holder well there are two uh, pen holders which is a straight one and an oblique one people always debate over which one to use for which styles but i believe it's all personalized you can try both of them and whichever suits you the best you can use the best you know okay. so then, oblique holder with like I, there there are these if you for example if you want to go into copper plate calligraphy which i do so you need an oblique holder you need a, a nib called nico g that's the basic nib uh, for the beginners because it is more rigid so it gives you more control over your muscle memory and you can practice and become better at the script because there are also flexible nibs that are very delicate and uh, difficult to control because um those are used for very fine hairlines and very thick uh, uh, base strokes so you need to first if you are a beginner and like you first done your basic strokes with pencil or whatever and then you move on to the oblique holder nibs then you need nikogen nib that's the uh, basic and the best nib for beginners Okay and what what do you suggest for the paper Okay so calligraphy is essentially uh, like a trinity between uh, nib ink and paper so yeah. you need to have if one of them is missing there will be so many problems happening and you will not be satisfied you will be frustrated because sometimes the ink doesn't flow or sometimes the ink bleeds on the paper yeah. um and the nib stucks on the paper nib breaks there are so many things so uh first you get the nib then the, there is a way of preparing a nib you know in calligraphy whenever you get a new nib there are some oils on it to preserve it from getting uh, stained so uh you need to first take that nib and rub it with a 
rubbing alcohol if you have a toothpaste give it a gentle massage yeah yeah hello okay hi asif yeah can you hear me yes i can can you hear okay. me the beautiful yes yes i can hear that was a beautiful way to explain the uh, the relationship between pen paper and ink and yeah. now i i would like to move on and ask you about this one question that we've been discussing in the previous episode how do you think your art is aiming to like what what does it serve to society how is it helping the society and what does it aim to say okay so as i t- mentioned before one for the kitchen and one for the soul so yes. i i come from a background where art and music and uh, everything related to art is not really uh, welcomed i would say like it's more of a career oriented like you know always do what is important and do what is required like the cliche of like indian parents like um, they want you to do good in life but they have a very limited thinking of just being an engineer or a doctor means the best thing the other professions doesn't exist for them usually this is the uh, mindset of a indian family usually okay so okay. Uh, so this thing i started because i actually because calligraphy is something which i like doing on it has no prejudices no conditions apply i just love doing it and i just enjoy the process and it gives you so many other like when i started doing calligraphy i did not know anything about calligraphy as i told you and then mm-hmm. when i went into calligraphy i started doing photography and from photography uh, i needed i had clients asking me to digitize it to print they were living in some other country so i cannot send them the we are post but i have to send them the digital file so i need to learn how to digital how to use photoshop how to use illustrator okay. you know so like once you start something that then you learn new things and you develop so my uh, because i i had to learn all those things those are not easy things to learn but i could only do it because i loved calligraphy i loved doing calligraphy so i it open doors for you to learn new things to learn new exactly. uh, skills exactly so spiritual as well like calligraphy in itself is a very spiritual medium to me exactly that's what uh, it's very very personal so the people when they see it they can recognize it you know like who is pretending and who actually i would do calligraphy any time of the day i don't care you know that's wow. my that's my attitude yep. towards calligraphy but which has opened me to so many new uh, opportunities so many new areas of art like from graphic design i am now also into web designing designing websites for clients for people who are having small businesses so it all starts from designing i'm learning more uh, um, concepts of design and everything else so it all started with calligraphy so my work always mm-hmm. to say do what you actually are good at and what you actually want to do don't listen to your parents because they especially if you are from asia because they <laughs> did you just said don't listen to your parents <laughs> yeah because parents always want like in the in the in the not 
in the not in a bad way not in a bad way but just say listen to your heart more if you if you have a constructive hobby keep on doing it and that's but, that's what you mean right <laughs> okay okay tell us one thing tell us one thing yeah so how do you seek opportunities opportunities as a as a calligraphy artist like how do you get your most commissions and how do you how do you get to the people who are uh how do you get your commissions to be honest? is it through okay. instagram or do you have personal contacts yeah it's all uh, over the place actually i when i started doing calligraphy properly when i started learning and when i was confident enough that i could do i could design something for somebody else except me okay i first contacted like my friends from university and my per, people from my school and from my college all my friends they all followed me on my instagram when i started on instagram and then they saw my work and the friends started asking me if i do something for them okay so it all started as a favor yeah so i did not take money any any money from them i just did it because i loved doing it and i wanted to become better at it so what's the best way to become good at something do it more do it more yes i attracted people um by just doing it for okay everyone so we were at how do you seek i asked yasa how does he seek opportunities as a calligraphy artist and he said that it's it's he started it as uh, favors to his friends and family on he started prizes prizing them and now i'm going to ask him one big question that everyone wants to know that every amateur artist and every uh young artists want to know that how you prize your artwork like how do you actually make something and then you uh you get to fix the price like okay i'm going to sell it in this this price if you're doing it on a mug or a paper or whatever how do you fix price to your calligraphy piece all right mm, that's a very good question because it's always a struggle for artists to decide on the price and uh, the client actually agreeing to that price it's always been a struggle i very i'm very well aware of this fact so um, there are different elements to this thing like how that depends like if you are designing uh, for example a greeting card a birthday card for example yeah mm-hmm. so it's always depending on like for example i am in germany so i always price my work with respect to the hours i am investing in it you know so okay. i would say for if i spent like 2 hours in making some card i would okay. charge per hour 10 euros you know okay so for if i spent 2 hours then i would say 20 euros like i would also count the 10% of the materials i'm using okay you know if so i'm here you're going to charge for your material and what you're going to charge for your material and then your service charge and whatever the sum is that is going to be the price of your artwork exactly and also it also sometimes depends on the complexity of the design i'm making if it is a complex one then i would charge more that also i think has to do with time if i'm making it more complex then i have to spend more time on it so obviously the more time the more money you know so mm-hmm. i try to make it as simple as possible because 
uh, it is also very difficult for the client to understand the complexity and there are so many different elements that goes into a designing design designing mm-hmm. something but to make them understand it easily i would say directly that if it's always per hour i w- i'm always charging per hour the time spent on it is equal to the um, amount of money i'll charge tell us tell us a little bit about how you develop such like how do you, how you develop your career and such an amazing instagram followers and what was your tip and what was your um routine to gain whatever you did to achieve whatever you did like was there any mantra behind it were you doing something specific like for me i wake up every day and i post on one similar time uh, every day and i have to maintain posting three times a week or anything that do you have a ritual for that um i definitely uh, as you said the uh, like social media is a beast so if you are on social media if you are an entertainer if you are a musician if you are an artist you if you have a following of even 100 people you need mm-hmm. to give them something they always the people always want it's a beast you always need to feed it you know so yes. also depends on the amount of following you have if you have 100 followers then you would post like one two like two or three times per week the as the number of following increases you need to post more often so definitely as you said you post every day but i think i don't post every single day i would say i would post like every second day uh okay because i want people to soak in the last post and then get ready for the new one so definitely okay. there is consistency involved Consi- if you are on social media consistency is the best yes you have to be very precise very consistent you can you cannot take it for granted you know that's the thing if somebody somebody is following you it's your obligation it's your duty to give them something either as a story or as a post because there are 300 and i, I don't know more than 300 million followers on uh, people are using instagram accounts on instagram so if mm-hmm. you're not showing up every day people are going to forget you definitely that's that's very true that's very very true so uh, one last question let's uh, let's tell people about your instagram handle and where they can follow you where they can see your work and how they can commission you just give us a little bit details about yourself yeah so my instagram handle is caligra say uh, and you can just write it on in the instagram at caligra say you will find me there and if you want to uh request a commission you can just send me a dm which is direct message on instagram it's not so complicated you can just or comment under one of my posts that i want to have something then i will contact okay thank you very 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 much yasser and i'm going to tell you guys the spelling go follow yasser on at calligraphy that is c a l l i g r a s a y calligraphy which is very very catchy by the way <laughs> that's my name like calig calig is the from calligraphy and uh, rase is my name reversed so yasser ah that's very creative <laughs> okay yasser <laughs> thank you very much for coming here and talking about some uh, stuff that you i think never mentioned before and some stuff that everyone wanted to know and uh keep on coming if you have anything fresh if you want to talk about some topic if it's related to art and calligraphy if you uh you're you're welcome here 
Definitely. That would be my pleasure. Definitely. It was really nice talking to you, Nuri. And I hope everybody who's listening learned something new or if they found something inappropriate or they have more <laughs> doubts about it, they want to know more, they can definitely write me and uh, I can definitely guide them. So you can, you guys can actually find us on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on uh, Pocket Cast, Podcast Kit, something like that. I'm going to just leave all the links and everything down below. And I'm going to leave the website as well, like the website of Ivory. And you guys can go there and listen to us while you work, while you paint, while you're driving your car, wherever. And I'm going to go from now and I'm going to come back, inshallah, next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us and take care of yourself. Bye.